This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. What a joy to be with you. We've been in this Worship Defined series, and today we're in part three. I am so excited about what the Lord has shown me that I want to be able to just share with you for a little bit this morning. And I've titled this message, Living in a Time of Triumph. And I'm talking about right now. Now, you may say, Darren, what in the world are you saying? We're living in a time of triumph. As you hear this message, as you hear what's on my heart, I want to take you on a journey to show you... I believe perspective that God wants to give us as it relates to us navigating this time. Now, just in the way of recap, we've been looking at these seven Hebrew words for praise, and we've already gone through three of them. We'll be covering two more of them today. But just in the way of, of review, we've, we've looked at Zamar. Number one, that's basically like Sunday morning church where you have music accompanied by singing and we're joining together, lifting up praise. And then we looked at Yadah, which literally means to revere, worshiping with extended hands, like this sign of trust and surrender. It's, 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 it's a posture of reverence and humility. And then last week we looked at Barak, which was this lifestyle of yielding to God. You know, it's furnishing this return on the investment that's been sown into our lives. And so, so I believe the purpose of this time as we, we dive into these words is to really understand what worship actually is. I think in so many ways we've, we've been in a, a phase of walking with God and, and, and celebrating the Lord through song and all of those types of things that's been beautiful, but God wants to take us deeper. He actually wants to give us a little more clarity a vision. And so I believe that as we see worship for what it is, we'll actually become these worshipers that God is looking for. You see, the word is clear that the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro across the entire earth. And the one thing that he's looking for is those hearts that are truly his. These worshipers that he's raising up in the earth that are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So I want to jump in this morning by looking at the word that we're going to jump off with today, and it's the word halal. And this word literally means to boast, to, these are strong words, to rave, to celebrate, even to the point of being somewhat foolishly clamorous, all right? Clamorously foolish uh, is another way of saying it. And... um, the thing that I want to just give context to and point out, this is not something that, that really is, is something we exhibit all the time. In fact, it's really something that's reserved. This is very important. You got to hear this. It's reserved for times of extreme exaltation. So it's not something that happens all the time. In fact, if I find somebody that's, you know, going bonkers, like in that kind of way for God all the time, I'm like, kind of like, hey, what's, what's up? Now, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be on fire for God or are or, or, or being deeply moved in our hearts, all, you know, constantly. That's, please not, don't hear what I'm not saying. But my point is, is that there's an expression. There's something that comes out of us that's reserved for these times of extreme exaltation. And it's tied into 
having this door open to us to actually live in a time of triumph. Halal, this word, interestingly enough, is, is used only 24 times in the uh, entire Old Testament and four times in the New Testament, and all of those words are in the first seven verses of Revelation chapter 19, which we're going to look at here in just a minute, all right? But it's really praise um, related to celebrating God's triumph, all right? It's... it's, it's it's, it's praise from the heart that's, that's exaltive in nature that's actually celebrating God and his triumph in the earth, all right? In fact, hallelujah, which, is, which, is, which comes from this word halal, which, which means to rave, and then yah, which is the word for God. So to rave for God, hallelujah, is the premier word for praise in the Bible. So we're going to focus on that for just a little bit. It's, in fact, the crazy thing about hallelujah, which, you know, we will say just maybe in, in passing, it's, it's actually a much um, uh, profound word for us as worshipers. It's actually a global expression. This word hallelujah is a global expression because it's, it's one of the only words that, that transcends the languages of the world. I just want to say that again. This word halal, which is where we get hallelujah, to rave about God, is the only, one of the only words in the planet that transcends all of the languages of the world. In fact, it's, it, it, it's not translated, it's only transliterated. Now, some of you may know Jonathan and Melissa Helser. They're, they're friends of Wendy and I's in this house. And recently, and I just find this just so, not ironic, but I find it just so interesting that they recently just wrote this song, I think within the last year that was put out at least, that, that's called I Raise a Hallelujah. And I just want to read just some of the first portions of the verses of that song because it's such a prophetic picture to me as I, as I peer into this song about what we're actually going to look at today. They say, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. All right, in the presence of difficulty, in the presence of a challenging situation. This is when we halal, all right? This is when we rave about God and we do it not absent from our enemies or not absent from our problems, but actually in the presence of them, all right? Are you catching this? They say, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Wow. Anybody else besides me had moments just even over the 60 days of this whole COVID-19 thing where promises that have been spoken, you know, things that we really believed in our hearts, maybe about God or about his word or about Jesus or about the movement of Holy Spirit, whatever it may be, has doubt ever tried to come in there? You see, hallelujah is something that becomes louder because of this extreme nature of what it's all about than our unbelief or than unbelief that's trying to become ours, all right? We don't actually carry any unbelief in us innately because we carry Christ, but it, it can try to creep up upon us, right? They say, I raise a hallelujah and my weapon, whew, check this out, my weapon is a melody, it's a song. And we're gonna look at that specific song as we close out our time this morning. 
I raise a hallelujah, ooh man, because heaven comes to fight for me. Mm. This morning as I was driving with Luke, and I was listening to worship, there's that song that talks about the battle belongs to the Lord. Now someone needs to hear this today, like the battle that's raging in the earth, now the battles in the future that will try to present themselves, the the struggles, the challenges that we all face in life. Listen, you gotta hear this. They belong not to us, but they belong to the Lord. And this is where worship comes into play because we are posturing ourselves, right? We are coming into these places of surrender and trust and lifestyles that are yielding to God because you see, ultimately the battle belongs to him and we're cooperating in this journey by entering into the space of being true worshipers, which is what all of creation is longing to see. As I mentioned The New Testament portion of scripture where I believe four times there is this mention of the word for praise that is halal, hallelujah, is found in Revelation 19. Now I want to just paraphrase this for you this morning for the sake of time. And obviously Revelation 19 is preceded by Revelation 18 where there's this huge announcement, right, by this angel. You'll have to look it up for yourself. That, 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 that he shouts out, he says, Babylon the great is fallen. In other words, the world system that is in opposition to the system of God, to the kingdom of God, has fallen down. And the angel says that This system has been brought down by God himself, not by us necessarily, by us in cooperation with worship, but by God himself because of all the horrific atrocities that have been committed by Babylon, by this system. You see, the Lord is serious when it comes to these atrocities coming against the ones that he's created, the ones that he loves the ones right now that have lost their jobs, the ones right now that are struggling with anxiety, the ones right now that that maybe are going through relational strain, the ones right now that are dealing with stuff that's popping up on the inside of their heart. You see, the battle belongs to the Lord and God is coming and he already has came. We're gonna see this in just a minute. He's already come and he has defeated this system. The the atrocities that, that have come because of people buying into this system The only way that's going to change is by an army of worshipers that are going to be raised up in this moment in human history because we're living in a time of triumph. Now going to Revelation chapter 18 verse 21, I want to actually show this one to you. It says, this is really profound, I never saw this before. It says this mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone, and he threw it into the ocean, and he shouted, just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. Now, what I want you to catch here in this, in this word picture of what's going on in this, in, this, in this 
verse in Revelation is the point is when there's a victory, even over something that's oppressing mankind, there's still a disruption that comes on the backside of that victory. I don't know if you've ever experienced where you've, you've thrown a rock into the water, peaceful, calm water, try to skip a rock across the, across the lake. Even with that, that rock touching the water, there's a disruption because of that event. There's, a, there's really a wave that gets released. If you think about like an angel taking this huge millstone and casting it down into the ocean, you know, meteors that have hit the ocean in times past literally have create, created waves the, t- the size of, of massive buildings. It's a tidal wave that gets released in the victory of God. When I graduated high school, me and my best friend spent the summer, all three months, living in Hawaii. Now, being raised up in Montana, I'd never surfed before. I was athletic. I did, you know, I skied, I water skied, I did stuff like that, but never had surfed before. So I gave myself for those entire three months to that sport. And by the end of my time, I actually was pretty good as a surfer. But the one thing that I learned besides, you know, how to get out and be positioned for the wave is it's all about the timing on how to, in that positioning, ride the wave. When there's a victory and there's a disruption that causes a wave, if you will, to be released on the earth, you see there's positives and negative effects by waves depending on how you're positioned. When I was surfing in Hawaii, there would be these what they would call spontaneous sets that would roll in. You'd be sitting out there for some time, no waves, and all of a sudden, in would come a set. However much more time would go by, another spontaneous set would come in. And you would kind of learn on how and where to be positioned, to be strategically positioned in order to catch the wave and to ride the wave. If you were too late, you would miss the wave. If you were too early, you'd be overcome by it. The interesting thing that I found when looking at this word, hallelujah, is that it is a spontaneous, you need to hear that word, it's a spontaneous outcry. Again, it's not something that happens all the time. It's not something that we're doing all the time, like getting just losing our minds for God in this kind of a way. But there's a moment, I believe, that we all should be experiencing even now or in the days to come where this kind of worship is going to become a reality for us. And it's gonna be spontaneous. It's gonna overtake your heart. It's gonna hit you. Because you're going to be excited as you see what God has done. I think oftentimes there's moments that we could lift up a hallelujah or raise a hallelujah as the Helsers say. But we can't see even what God has done to be moved and motivated by the Holy Spirit to even do it. This spontaneous outcry brings me to the second and last word that we're going to look at today that ties in. It's the word tehillia which literally means a spontaneous song. So halal and hallelujah is tied to Tehillah because ultimately in the spontaneity of this moment of extreme exaltation, of praise to God, a, a song that's spontaneous is released. It's actually a new song. 
The Bible calls it a laudation. And it's actually, you got to hear this very clearly. It's actually a new song that's never been heard before. Listen, that's one of the reasons that, that worship is always evolving. Music is always evolving. We're not singing the same songs that we did yesterday or a year ago or 10 years ago. We may need bring back a goodie that, that was an oldie, but for the most part, there's new songs that's coming forth, and they're coming forth out of the heart of worshipers. In fact, some of the most powerful worship songs that I've heard have, have come from spontaneous moments with people alone with God, not in some church service, not in some worship set, but alone with God, maybe on their guitar or their keyboard, maybe not at all, maybe just there before the Lord. And this, this moment of hallelujah comes over them when they see what Jesus has actually done, what God has actually done. And then this spontaneous song begins to flow. I want to sit with that for just a minute. Those kind of songs, those kind of authentic moments are what, through the ears of the listeners, could change and shape a generation. If you're one of those people out there that maybe you haven't written something like that in a while, I think it's time. In fact, the word to heal you suggests that God himself is a song of praise. He's inhabited in the midst of it. Like, he is the essence of that song. We might say it like this. God is my song. We're not singing songs. It's where God becomes our song. He becomes the very essence of what we're singing. What are we singing about? What what does Holy Spirit want us to see as I wrap this up? Well, in Romans 5, 17, would you take a look at that with me? This is so powerful. If we could just grab a hold of this truth, there would be hallelujahs being planted in our heart that would lead to spontaneity and spontaneous songs that when released over the earth will shift the very atmosphere because we're living in this time of triumph. Look at this. Paul says, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused a death to rule over many. It's the wrath of sin that the Bible talks about. Sin doesn't play fair. The devil doesn't fight fair. All right? It's not pleasant. It's not fun. It's not something we want to stay in, right? So there's good news here. He says, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. In other words, making all things right. Now look at this. This is about positioning. This is the wave stuff I'm talking about. Because Jesus, when he came, when he died upon the cross, when his blood spilled into the earth, when he gave up the ghost, when he, when he breathed his last, last breath and said, Father, forgive me, the earth shook. There was a disruption that released a wave, if you will. The gospel is a wave of God's glory. And he says, for all who receive it are positioned rightly, will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus. Oh my gosh. I was thinking... 
as we get ready to go back into worship, there's this exultation, this boasting, this raving about God, this celebration that's going to erupt in the church. Already is, actually. Even to the point where we may feel like, man, what is happening to me? I feel almost foolish in this moment. But it's reserved for these kind of times. Hallelujah comes. This raving about God. And in the spontaneity of that moment, a song is released. It's never been heard. We need more of that. We need more coming from our lips things that people have never heard. Something that has such unction. So think about this, like just practically as I close. If this is not just a song, but it's God in us coming out through our lips. And even the words and the way it's sung and the way the melodies are put together, the way this laudation is, is expressing itself through God's creation. It's an extension of God himself in the earth. This goes way beyond singing a few songs, fast song, slow song, fast song or whatever the order may be, or however many songs, to releasing God through lives that understand what worship is and getting it right now in the secret place and bringing it to others on a stage or in a gathering, but not the other way around. As we go back into worship, I want you to think about these things that we've talked about and looked at this morning and what is God trying to show you? What is he, what 2020 vision has he given to you as we're defining worship in this moment? This will be it actually. I'm just, I just wanna go back into worship. I wanna end our service this way and ask God to do something so profound and change us that none of us would ever be the same. Come, Lord Jesus, and do what you want to do.
lifted up You are worthy of my love I am lifted up You are worthy of my Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.